This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty. So today was report day for the New York Jets. For me, it's really about the play of the offensive line. What can you expect from Makai Becton, whether he's going to be a left tackle or right tackle? And at this point now, all we want from you, Makai Becton, is just play. Just play, man. And be available. That's all. That, that's all you need to do. This offensive line is probably one of the biggest keys for this team. This offensive line has got to produce. This offensive line doesn't produce, people are going to lose their jobs. It's plain and simple. It's plain and simple. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Wednesday night edition of the show. Thanks for dropping by at 1-800-919-3776. Also hitting us up on Twitter for some interesting conversation. At Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. So we'll get to the calls in a second. So Joe Harvey and I were having a discussion while you were listening to SportsCenter. And that is, what does Aaron Boone do now? Okay. Uh, Rodon has thrown 65 pitches. It's the third inning. The Yankees are down 6 nothing. I know they have a day off tomorrow, but do you keep him in? Because let's be honest, he could use the work. <laughs> All right. This and for right now, the way the Yankee offense has been, this game is over. They're not scoring six runs. Come on, they're not scoring six runs. Now he's got Hamilton up in the bullpen, but I'm my thought process is I don't know. I, I think. Lose and put me out of my misery. That's what they should do. I mean, if, if I'm a Yankee fan, I, let, let Rodon go. You're going to see what's up. See see what he does. See if he can, you know, maybe well, I'll sacrifice this one. Maybe we'll get him back on track. Once again. And I get that they need this game. <laughs> they, you're, Colorado, Colorado. And the Angels. And right now you're looking at one win between the two. One. It's not what you want. I joke you're ready. 1-800-919-3776. Brian's in Newark. What's up, Brian? Oh, what's up, Ong? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. What's happening? All right, man. I was, I'm good. I was actually listening to the show last night uh, when you were talking about Saquon. So I'm actually – it was interesting that you guys were talking about today, so I had to call in. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of two things about it, and it was uh, something I was thinking about heavy last night. Okay. Um, the first thing, right, I, we understand that the NFL is looking at running backs differently, right? But like the Hall of Fame, right? We, you know how we talk about the Hall of Fame. We said that there's different rooms. In the Hall yes. of Fame, mm-hmm. you got the guys that got rings, the guys that don't, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with running backs. Why, aren't there levels to it? Whereas you have guys that are super talented, like Saquon, right, who are very and are dominant. Shouldn't they be on another financial tier than the regular running back and be treated as such, right? That's my first thing. And then the second thing, you know, I really feel as though that the way they're go the league – Right, and this is a very high-profile situation. Mm-hmm. Um, is going about the situation with running backs is setting up for a, a a huge labor dispute. Because why is it? It is, and in, in, in my opinion, you know, there's a hint, a hint 
of like race sprinkled in there, right? Where you have uh, the workhorses, the running backs, who are taking all – they're getting, I don't know, 15 to 30 carries a game, right? Just, just, just pretend. They're taking all of that physical punishment, whereas your quarterbacks, right, they're not getting hit like the running backs. But you're telling me that now that my contract is up, you're just going to discard me or I'm not getting my money or as much money as I should be getting just because I'm a running back and there's like three guys behind me? But I'm taking this abuse. Like, I, I just feel as though that's going to be a, a, a sticking point where somebody's going to realize, hey, you know, these guys are doing a lot of work. You know, it, it's a typical labor versus management situation. I, I just That's just kind of how I was feeling. I'd like to get your, you know, hear your thoughts on that. Uh, Brian, that's a good point, and thanks for the phone call. There, there's several layers. Let's let's try to peel them back a little bit. Uh, in the beginning, let, let's talk about different rooms for different running backs. The answer right now, I don't. Right now, I would say it's not that way. I would say that what the NFL is doing is they're saying this: when a running back reaches a certain age. I believe their production is going to decrease because of the same things you're talking about, because of the way that they're taking hits, because, but also because of the fact that why am I paying a lot of money to a running back when predominantly my offense is not based around the running back. My offense is based around the quarterback and the, and the ability to get the ball up and down the field. That, that's what it's based on. Now, maybe I have a running back where he's a like a Derrick Henry. Okay, Derrick Henry is the difference. Derrick Henry, that he's the one guy in that offense, the one running back in that offense. He also catches the ball out of the backfield. He is a workhorse. All right, there's no question about it. He is he is as close to uh, the one back, the one run, the one star running back offense that you have in the NFL today. Everybody else is running back by committee. Everybody else is one or two guys. Listen, I could take this guy out on first down. I could take him out on second down. I could bring somebody else in. That's the way it is. So in Saquon's situation, they're saying, okay, look, he's been this contract. He had a really good year last year. All right. He's missed what? 20, 21, 22 games in his career. What's the guarantee? What is more likely to happen? And once again, this is business now, Brian. This is business. What is more likely to happen? Is it more likely that he will give me a full season next year like he did last year? And even when I had a couple of games where I asked him to do a lot more, you could see that his production slipped. So is it more likely that as he gets a year older, is his production going to go up or is it going to go down? Okay, well... I believe that it's going to go down. So I want him on the team. I just don't want to guarantee the money for him. I don't, I'm not going to guarantee the money. That's all. I'm not going to do that. Going forward is something that the NFL is going to have to deal with because really they're the ones that have the running backs in this situation. Five wides, four wides. Uh, you know, I, I, don't need, I don't need a running back, in quotes, air quotes. I don't need a running back one really good running back to dominate my to dominate my offense. I can get in the third round or the fourth round, I can get another running back with speed 
and he can do the same thing that I'm asking Saquon to do for less money. And that's the scenario we got here. And I can run him and run him, and then when I see that he's struggling, guess what? I'll draft me two other running backs. And I can do the same thing again. It's the position. It's how the position is being used and therefore how the position is being devalued. Despite the fact that every defensive player or coach you hear, when you talk about what you have to do against an offense, the first thing they will tell you is, you got to stop the run. (laughs) Got to be able to stop the run. Got to stop the run. Make them one-dimensional. That's what you got to do. Got to stop the run. It's the NFL's going to have to do something. They are. They've put the, they've put the running backs in this situation. And listen, you know, we've talked about it. Jacobs last year led the league in rushing. Pay cut. Mixon, pay cut. Ezekiel Elliott, out of the league, looking for, looking for a contract. It's not easy. Not easy. Danny's on the island. What's up, Danny? Well, it's an interesting discussion, and uh, I don't. I disagree with you that it's the value of the player and his talent level, as much as it's the ability to replace him. And that's how where that's where every job is determined. If the man cutting my lawn or me uh, quits today, there's another guy. If the guy if the guy in my open heart surgery quits in the middle of the open heart surgery, we got a problem. And every team, like you said, has two or three running backs. When Derrick Henry went down last year for a great deal of time, Deontay Foreman came in and was a top-level back because the system was in place to have a pounding running back. So Deontay Foreman, who was a free agent or is on a one-year contract, went out and got himself a nice raise this year. Went to a different team. This is this is how much a this is how much he's worth. He's worth eleven million dollars. Now I know that because Dalvin Cook is a free agent. And he's a tremendous player, a game-breaker. Every time he gets the ball on a sweep, I swear he's going the distance, mm-hmm. and he's out there. Nobody needs him. Because for that level of money, I, I, I just it, that's what they're worth. So you, and, and he knows this, Barkley. I don't know how it gets to this point. You have, no, you have no way to go. You have to sign it because what are you going to do? going to sit out and lose $10 million? He got paid. He got a first-round draft pick, money. The backup running back for the Steelers is an undrafted free agent. He ran for almost as many yards as Najee Harris, probably mm-hmm. making a fraction of the goods. So next year when Najee's at the end of his contract, guess what, Najee? We're franchising it for $10 million. You don't Maybe. like it? Maybe. Maybe. No, <laughs> they... no, no but the $10, million, $10 million is the max you'll pay a running back. But the problem is you're not going to give him multiple years because it just goes down. And, the, and it's, this is funny because we always talk about when was the last time a team who won multiple Super Bowls had the running back centric. Go back to the Cowboys. Is he, uh, uh, well, let's get the running back's name for the Cowboys, but he almost made as much money as Aikman. Aikman is entire Emmett length Smith? of his contract. You mean Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith and Aikman had nearly an identical contract. Mm-hmm. But the That's entire right. length of, the entire length of Aikman's contract, he made $47 million. The quarterbacks today make that in one year with signing bonus. So the quarterback, that the price of the quarterback, because the game has become so, has skyrocketed and has to come from someone else's pocket, and it's the running back because you're easily replaceable. Listen, the running back runs 35 yards and gets tackled. He waves off the field for oxygen. The left tackle's not coming off. 
Because right. we don't get the quarterback killed on the next play, right? That's right. That's right. So, so everybody else can manage to run down the field, a 300-pound man, and play another play. But the running back has to say, I'm gassed. So you want to come out of the game? You're proving how replaceable you are, and that's the way the game is right now. You're right, Danny. Thanks for the phone call. It's, it's, it's the position. It's the position. And because of the fact that we know that running backs can get hurt, what do you do? You do your diligence in making sure you have a backup, or maybe two. And one really good kid on the practice squad who could come up or, or, he's, or he's on doing kickoffs on special teams. And when one guy goes down, he pops up and he's ready to go. 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue the conversation. This Hardesty for Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, get ready to tee him high and let him fly at the ESPN New York Tee It Off Golf Challenge. It's presented by Jake's 58 Casino Hotel on Tuesday, July 25th at Windwatch Golf and Country Club in Hop Hog, Long Island, where 60 teams will compete for great prizes and bragging rights. Purchase your twosome today at ESPNNewYorkGolf.com and join Rick DiPietro, Dave Rothenberg, Bart Scott, Alan Hahn, and other special guests. All proceeds benefit the Garden of Dreams Foundation. Individual tickets for cocktails and dinner are also available. It's the ESPN New York Tee It Up Golf Challenge, presented by... Jake's 58 Casino Hotel. And brought to you by Don Julio, Don Julio Tequila, All-American Auto Group, Kettle One Vodka, Smart Water, White Claw Hard Seltzer, Aviation American Gin, Juggernaut Wines, and Swept Ginger Ale. Learn more at ESPNNewYorkGolf.com. Back to the phones we go. Uh, Jose is in Brooklyn. Hi, Jose. Good evening, Larry. Shout out to the company. Uh, I'm just calling here to kind of go. Uh, I'm watching this game on Prime, and I, I, I don't I don't know what else to say. But you know, it, it, it it's time for me to accept that this team is just at an all time bad, bad, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's not I, good. I, 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 uh, I, 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 you know, like I, I, these are the days where I wish I could be like Tom Bauer and a bandwagon Yankee fan, where I could just, you know, say, hey, I could just do something else with my life. But no, as a fan, as a hardcore fan that I am, I'm watching this game and I'm putting myself through this misery. You know, now, Jose, I, aren't I mean, you aren't you a Jets fan? Uh, I, yes, I am. Okay, so, <laughs> so I'm sure. Here's a suggestion. Here's a suggestion for you. Here's a suggestion for you. I'm sure there's a number of one jet drive videos <laughs> that you could be watching right now that would put you in a better mood than a six nothing deficit with Carlos Rodon blowing kisses to fans in in Anaheim. I'm sure I, I guarantee you. I guarantee oh, you that as bad as last season was when you were seven and four and ended up being seven and ten. As bad as it was. I guarantee you there's some videos on from one Jets drive that would put you in a better mood than what you've seen tonight. Guaranteed. Oh, man. I, I, I don't doubt it at all. I, I don't. Because I was just telling Joe, because uh, I because I remember a time, and I, I'm upset about getting, I'm upset about, you know, bugging my sister for this Prime account. You know, that, you know, that, that's been a long story from Graza, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, so I, I, I'm already, like, upset with that I did this. So uh, I just told Joe, I was just like, I remember a time where he was, you know, optimistic and he thought Cashman was going to make that deadline deal. Now it's all gone. This is all 
well, and and I just got to ask, like, I, I need you to be honest with me because I've never experienced this. Because you know, uh, as people called me the '94 crowd, I didn't become a Yankee fan until '92, '93. So, am I watching, you know, '89, '90, and '91? Is this the beginning of it? Well, I'll say this, Jose. Um, here's the, here, and we were discussing this. Here's the harsh reality right now. If you're a Yankee fan, and and it's it's going to be interesting to see how. Cashman and company view this, okay? Because really, for you to fix this offense the way it needs to be fixed, and thanks for the phone call, Jose. For you to fix this offense the way it needs to be fixed, this is not a trade deadline deal situation. This is not pick up Joe Gall- uh, Joey Gallo. This is not get uh, you know Anthony Rizzo. This is not what this is. This is an offseason we got to trade A, B, C, D to get A and B. We got to trade, you know, this is a multiplayer movement that you have to rebuild this offensive, this, this lineup. Because this lineup, the way it is right now, is not good. Even if you, and, and he's not coming on the trade deadline. He might come in the offseason. He's not coming on August 1st, Okay. Right now, if you got Ortani and put him in this lineup, why would I pitch to him? I would pitch around him. So that's not going to help you with the people you have in the lineup right now. Would it, as um, okay, as as Busteroni said earlier on ESPN, yes, you know, Judge back in the lineup, you know, just his presence in the lineup takes pressure off guys. Guys are trying to be, you know, his his inferences, guys are trying to be Aaron Judge, they're trying to do too much, you know, sawdust in their hands, batting gloves, and so on and so forth. I get that. But logically, logically, if Otani's in this lineup, why am I pitching to him when I can pitch to DJ or Stanton or Glaber or Volpe? What, the list goes on. Why, why would I? Same thing if Judge came back tomorrow. And, you know, they had video of him running the bases, which is great news. It's good. But if he came back tomorrow and came back tomorrow, worked out with the team and got into the lineup on Friday, it's the same situation. So you're looking at a spot right now where this is an off-season fix. You need multiple players to get this offense, offense going again. And then... That begs the question of, and, and Buddha mentioned it last night or the night before, why don't you just shut Judge down? Shut him down. Where are you going? Where are you going? And I get it, Yeah, you know, because this is what it looks like right now. You're waiting for Judge to come back, and this is what it looks like, which means there's no depth to this lineup. But you knew that coming in. You understood that. You knew that this was the issue with this team. It was clear. I mean, right, look, Glaber has not been Glaber anymore. It's, it, I think it's time to move on. I, I just can't believe it. I have this conversation with a bunch of my friends who are Yankee fans. Can you believe this, Yankee fans? This was the guy, Glaber Torres, that there was an article that said, could Glaber Torres surpass Aaron Judge is the face of the Yankees. And he is a prized possession of a minor league system. One of the top minor league players in baseball. 
And he has been a shell of himself. A shell. He's never recovered. He's had what? Maybe one, two good years? And everything else has been, what's going on with Glaber? If he, if he, if he's bad in the field, he's not hitting. Remember when he owned Camden Yards? He would hit home runs at Camden Yards like every day. Every time you play the Camden Yards, if you if you had a FanDuel account, you know, like my partner uh, during the week, Gordon Damer, promo code Gordon Damer, you'd have made tons of money. He hit home runs. Gleyber Torres is going to Camden Yards. Up, oh, put some money down. And put some money down because I know what's happening there. He's not been that guy. He hasn't been that guy since. Listen, everybody wanted DJ LeMay who resigned. I thought he should have been resigned. Got the batting title. The guy was the machine. The guy was the best contact hitter you had on on the team. Nothing since then. Nothing. Injuries, not the same guy. So this is, to me, a multiple-player offseason deal where you are reshaping this lineup. That's the only way you're going to get this done. And the other problem is you've got some long-term contracts that you've got to get rid of. And how are you going to do that? How are you going to do it? 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls are next. This Hardesty for Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's head back to the phones. Uh, Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Hey, Trey, you're next on 98.7. What's going on, Larry? Hey, Trey, what's going on, my friend? Man, it is hotter than Honduras out here. Uh, 110? Um, 102. It was one. It got got up to 108 earlier this afternoon. So it's cooling off, Larry. I see that. And it's a little humid, huh? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Try to stay bit. cool, my friend. Try to stay cool. Yeah, the the, the, the beverages are on the door. I know. Now, um, as a she- now, as a chef, that, that that's a challenge, isn't it? Indeed. It, the, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, my ovens are that much hotter. The, yeah, the flat is that much hotter. Yeah, mm. it's hot. But the yeah. AC's working. But but the AC repairman is, is is doing good this summer. He's making a lot of money. Well, he'll be able to vacation in the Bahamas during the winter. He'll, he's man, a good chef. what you say, man, Larry? <laughs> say it again. Yeah, because he, because that's where he's headed. Um, I had the pleasure of talking with Ty last night, and I'm gonna give him a call again tonight. Mm-hmm. And you know, just reiterated what I spoke to you about about the Giants and this whole Saquon Barkley thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a perfect world, he just takes that deal about eight months ago. Uh, because I mean, it's it's. I just don't see where this is going to go. Like, I don't see what you know. The I'm not. I'm looking for leverage in, in Saquon's side, and I just don't see it. Yeah. Because I mean, we could we could tag him again next year. Yep. Could. And then trade him. You know, right. and he's not sure going to sit out a season. You know, because that means that you're not going to do the Lev Bell thing. Mm-mm. That, that, that Lev Bell is regretting that. Yeah. So it just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, man. But I, I tell you what doesn't, man, is seeing a front office that that is standing pat and they're not gonna, you know, they're not they're not watching Sports Center, man, to to make their decisions. And I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is what it is. You know, before we would have, and you know, uh, Mr. Mayor would have jumped in by now. Yeah. You know, and I got no a funny question. feeling that Joe Shane was like, "Yo, we got this. Don't we're we're, we're going to handle this. What you pay us for." So let mm-hmm. us handle it. 
with the Jets, and I know that they're coming in for this uh, for uh, hard knocks and everything like that. The Jets already do hard knocks. Larry, are, are the Jet fans crazy? It's called One Jets Drive. They do it all. Yeah. The, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more cameras, but, but but of course, this is a national audience. I understand that. I, right. I got you. Right. Uh, you know, but man, it's the, it, they, they're going to go out there. This is what it is, man. This is what happens when you get old boy. This is what happens. Yeah, so for all, 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 he, all, he got, all he has to do now is go win the Super Bowl, Larry. Easy money. That's all he got to do. That's it. It's simple. Very easy, Trey. Thanks for the phone call. Stay cool, my friend. Very easy. Very easy. I wonder, I, I got to be honest, I wonder what that conversation was like um, with, if there was a conversation with Mara and Shane about Saquon Barkley. Right? I wonder what it was like because, you know, normally, and we all are just used to it. it it's, it's what the Maras and the Tishes do. They, they really have a great relationship with their players. And so this normally, this is where they step in and say, okay, no, I hear what you're saying, but this is what I want to do. This is what, I'm, this is what I think I want to do in that situation. And so for that not to happen, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's unusual. It's, it's different. It's, it's surprising to be honest. It's surprising. I really thought that they would have gotten that deal done and that John Mara would have stepped in and said, okay, look, you know, this is our guy, you know, let's, let's, I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're doing. I, I get your points. I understand that, but you know, I I, I want to. It's okay. I want to pay him. But I just think that it's a situation where, once again, it's do you really want to start resetting what the running back market's going to be? And listen. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Nobody does. Sal's in Brooklyn. What's up, Sal? Larry, good evening. How are you? I'm doing great, Sal. How are you? Yeah, I think it's just a matter of the marriage actually taking a step back, like the, my man down in Texas just said. Shane probably said, listen, you're paying me to do this. Let me do my job. If I fail at it, then you guys are more than welcome to take care of business the way you were prior to me getting here. But for now... Let's see if we run it this way. And you're actually letting – and, again, it's not against Saquon, but now you're letting professionals run the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're not going to let agents or players dictate what was agreed upon with their – you know, with the collective bargaining agreement. We're not here to, to, to change midstream. Uh, right. With the Yankees, real quick, man. Mm-hmm. Cash, again, I know it's easier to bash Cash. I get it, man. You know, he did a terrible job at the Minnesota trade. You got three players – uh, one's always hurt and stinks. The other's in the minor leagues to catch up. IKF, who he was dying for, lucky to be a bit player at, at best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes and gets a pitcher when pitching wasn't a problem because in the playoffs they always proved they couldn't hit with their 17 and 14 strikeouts back-to-back against Houston. So rather than try to find the bats that were going to be necessary for this club to move forward. And then here, do you think, let's say a guy like, Floreal. He's still 24 years old. Yeah. They never gave him the rope they gave mm-hmm. Holby. Yep. You understand? You're yeah, playing you're right. with McKinney. You're playing with Jake Bowers. You go get Greg Allen. 
this kid, if you just left him alone, can give you a, 12, a 240 bat, 15 to 22 homers. But you know what? He's not the superstar. So the Yankees always put their minor leaguers under this microscope. It's either all or nothing. And with cash for the last 20-plus years, it's been nothing other than judge. And the sad part is he's had the blueprint. If he followed Bob Watson and Gene Michael and you try to get lefty bats in this lineup, and contact hitters, it's not hard how to win in the stadium. But Uh this guy's always trying to follow other clubs, signing players, Hicks, Severino, because Atlanta was signing young players. Let me go build a facility to help my pitchers the way Atlanta does. Let me go steal Cleveland's uh, pitching instructors over there. Let me. He's always following rather than setting the trend when the Uh blueprint was right, right in front of him all the time. And he's still going into these playoffs without a legit closer. So you just can't do things by committee, man. It don't work like that. Seeing what it took to win with this team over the years. So let's see what they do with their minor league. It's, this, it's embarrassing watching them, but as a fan, we're going to watch them because yeah. this is what we do, man. I've been watching them from the late 60s. I'm not about to abandon ship now on them. But Cash gets a free pass for no reason. He gets yeah. a free pass. No good. Yeah. All right, Larry. Always, hey, a pleasure, my brother. always good talking to you, my friend. Always good talking to you. And Florio's not even on the 40-man roster? That's unbelievable. What is it What? What is it that they don't see in him? I mean, you mean to tell me? Now, let's be honest. And I haven't followed the Yankee. I know Yankee fans, you guys know. Harvey, Joe, you guys are Yankee fans. You guys know the Yankee farm system better than I do the back of my hand. Okay? You mean to tell me that Florio... Is that bad that he can't be in left field when you've got IKF in left field? You're telling me that he is that bad. He is that bad that he you couldn't give him, what, three weeks to see what he can do? He's been that bad over his course of his major league career. He's He's done this year in and year out for not this long of a stretch in the minor leagues, but he's largely... When his number has been called at the major league level, not been good. However, you're right. But at the same time, who are you taking off the 40-man roster? I mean, I mean, with all the injuries, there's got to be somebody you could pull off this roster and bring him up. And let's see what he can do. This minor league season, though, I think he's he's been better than he's been probably in a while. From a production standpoint. Oh, no question. But he's had this type of production in a month span, not a full season like he has this year. That's why. I, just, I mean, what have you got to lose by giving him a shot? You well, know. potentially one of the prospects that you won't give up yeah, well, so, somewhere down the road. But, Larry, is he fixing this team? No, he's not. He's not, he's not, no. There's more than one player. There's more, you need more than one player to fix this team. And we're not, we're not saying that Floreal is the guy that's going to come here and now, oh, everything, oh, good. Floreal's here. We're good now. We're good. We've been waiting for him. We're not saying that. But what we are saying is at least you'd be getting production from some, hopefully, hopefully you'd be getting more production than IKF is giving you and left. And it's one of your younger guys. And listen, even even if you don't trust him, he gives you some production in the majors. You put you put him in the trade and you ship him out. 
That's why fun. are you still why are you still keeping him in the mind? If if he is if he is proven to you, if you believe he is not going to be a major leaguer, okay, then why do you still have to just put him in the deal? Ship him out. That's probably where he's heading. I mean, not having him and not having him on the 40-man roster is not making his trade value go up. Yeah, somebody would have to clear a 40-man roster spot to to trade for him. I don't know who who that would be, but it's better. Yeah, you're right. It's better than what you have. But 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 then again, are you getting rid of a pitching arm that you've been sending up and down throughout? Because there's definitely going to be a corresponding move tomorrow mm-hmm. to try to get a fresh arm for the weekend series against Kansas City. Yep. So. Are you going to transfer? I mean, the move probably would be shutting Judge down. Yeah. And putting him on the 60. Mm-hmm. And but I don't think they're going to do that. No, I don't they're think. Not do that. No, they're not going to do that. But, I mean, would if Donaldson, could you do that? Could yes. You, but, <laughs> well, obviously, but is his calf that bad that he would need a 60-day stint? Yes. <laughs> I know what you're getting at, but I'm I'm saying in actuality because I agree with you. I, I would do it. I would have done it tomorrow. All right. Or I well, would, how, do, I would right, do it so yesterday. But well, let's do it this way. How long did it take him to come back from the calf the first time? Two months. Okay. A month and a half. So yeah, okay. that's a sixty days. That's that's sixty days. So <laughs> there you go. There yeah, there we go. And then. 60 days takes you to September, then, you know, you bring it back when you, you, if you, you know, I know you don't expand the rosters to 40 like you used to do back in the, back in the old days, but you can bring it back if you need to. Because right now you can't even, it's, you can't even trade him because he's hurt. You can't even, tra- not that anybody would want him, but you can't even trade him right now. Oh, the Yankees are in such a state. The other thing too, Larry, is oh. I, I don't believe even if they make that move, even if he lights the world on fire, I don't believe he could be on the postseason roster because of the where we are in the season. I mm-hmm. think that deadline has passed. Yeah. That would be tough. Postseason? Well, if you make that move and all things go go Playoffs. correctly. <laughs> Playoffs. There's a shot. Well, like you're only two and a half out of the last spot, right? You're only two and a half out. As bad as this team has been. As putrid as this offense has been, you're a hot two weeks away from being from being in the final wild card spot, maybe the second. With a hot couple of weeks. The only problem is we don't see a hot couple of weeks in the Yankee future. It's the only issue. We'll continue the conversation here on 987 ESPN. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hardest team for Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. Chatting with you at 1-800-919-3776. Sit back to the phones and talk to Mark in New Jersey. What's up, Mark? Thanks for taking my call, Larry. My pleasure, Mark. What's going on? Nothing much. I mean, listen, as a Yankee fan, I mean, first off, I mean, before I get to the point, because it's really about the Giants, I mean, I'm also a Yankee fan, but like, I mean, think of how many prospects are these guys that they've messed up in the past and how many guys they've gotten right. I mean, they've gotten way, you know, a lot of these guys wrong. You know, think of Jabba Chamberlain, Phil Hughes, Greg Bird, 
you know, now it's Floreal, Clint Frazier. I mean, they've only gotten a couple of these guys right, you know, with Judge, Volpe. I mean, it, thank God the Yankees aren't winning. Because if the Yankees were really winning and they were a first-place team, Volpe would have a lot more attention on him, you know, than he already does. But it, it's, I'm not saying he's getting a pass, but he's getting a little bit overlooked. But think about it. Besides Aaron Judge, what other homegrown Yankee has been really, really good? I mean, Cano maybe? I mean, that's a long time ago, though. Other than that, how many guys are homegrown Yankees that have been very good? Yeah, you're not wrong. It's, it's been it's been I a mean, while. Severino's been good for what two years? I mean, but he's constantly hurt. Herman was good for one year, but he's got the PEDs and he's Jekyll and Hyde. These other guys are not homegrown Yankees. I mean, besides Aaron Judge, it's really been Robinson Cano. You know, Greg Bird was going to be this really good power hitting lefty. You know, in the, with the short porch. You mm-hmm. know, Clint Frazier was this you know, this, this spark plug of energy, you know, Jabba, you know, came up, was blowing people away. Phil Hughes, I mean, these guys, like I said, were supposed to be really good. But, you know, getting my point of the Giants, I mean, you know, I, Saquon, I mean, I get it that Gettleman probably, you know, they weren't the guys that draft. you know, Saquon went number two. So, I mean, it's, you know, he was a high draft pick, which obviously it's, it's not a big thing where running backs get drafted that high anymore. But, you know, it's it's crazy because – you know, Daniel Jones made all this money, but, like, really good teams. I mean, you hear, you know, guys taking less money, a little bit less money to get people on. Like, Daniel Jones and Saquon are close. I mean, why wouldn't Daniel Jones? I mean, he needed that much money, and he has that close relationship with Barkley where they couldn't get to that number. I mean, what is the actual number that the Giants were at and that Saquon wanted? I mean, do we actually know? We don't really know, Mark, and thanks for the phone call, but here's the bottom line. They were, I think it's about, depending on who you read and what you believe. So let's just go by the published reports. There's like maybe two million, two, two and a half million dollars apart. <laughs> if the Giants wanted to give him that, they would have. <laughs> they got two and a half million. They don't believe that Saquon, they don't want to put a guaranteed situation, guaranteed contract with Saquon Barkley. It's very simple. They have the money. It's two million, two three million apart. Believe me, Giants have the money. Without Daniel Jones saying, "I'll take some of my money, please." It's the position. It's not the player. It's not Saquon personally. It's the position. They don't want to guarantee multi years for a running back who's missed twenty plus games previously and who's getting older and whose production they think is going to go down. That's what it is. They want him. They just don't want multi-years guaranteed. They would be perfectly willing to, necessary if they could, they'd be perfectly willing to franchise him the next couple of seasons. Easily. They, They have no problem with that. They would be perfectly willing to franchise him this year and even next year at the running back position. They want him on the team. They just don't want the guaranteed money on the team. Robbie's in Massachusetts. Hi, Robbie. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Well, How about boy, those Yankees, two, huh, Robbie? Oh, boy, we get two runs and uh, two home runs, and we scored two runs in the last 15 innings, 16 innings. They're just spectacular. You know, Larry, this is embarrassing. I have to tell you, these guys ought to look themselves in the mirror. Can I ask you something? How in the world? Have all these guys, big four that they have, Rizzo, LeMay, no, not the house, I'm not even talking about those, but Stanton is hitting under 200. What's going I mean, it's, they're, all, they're all hurt. I mean, that's what it is. They're old 
and they're all hurt. But my question is, what are you going to do? I mean, you can play Kansas City. Wow, we're going to beat up on the second worst team in baseball and make ourselves look good. And I can also talk about Anthony Volpe. Anthony mm-hmm. Volpe is not a major league baseball player yet. He needs to go down. These guys need to go to the minor leagues and learn the game. And you know what bothers me so much? They hired this guy, Sean Casey, right? Good, good hitter, right? He's 300 hitter when he was with Cincinnati. I remember him very well. So far, when I'm watching the Yankees, their approaches to hitting are disgraceful. All they do is pull the ball. They don't go with pitches. I mean, it's their approaches that are absolutely horrible. And and somebody mentioned Florio before. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so glad that Frenchie Cordera is on this team. And Florio's not on the 40-man roster. <laughs> I mean, if you, you, you fly with Boone and you beat Cash, then what does it matter, you know? And I feel, you know, I actually feel sorry for Aaron Boone, Larry. I actually really feel sorry for him because this lineup is so pathetic. And, and Cashman is the architect of this garbage, and that's what bothers me more than anything else. It's embarrassing to watch. The fact that this team can't even – are making, like, guys with 70 RAs look like geniuses. I, I just don't – like, do you have a theory on this, Larry? I mean, do you have a theory on why this team cannot hit? I mean, I look at the averages, and I'm so sick of saying – people say, well, average doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter, okay? Well, would you rather see a guy hitting 330 than 230? I certainly would. I miss the days with great hitters, Larry. I mean, I miss, yeah. I miss the days of all those things. I, I, know, I know that, I, you know, like Don goes back up referred to me as an Amish buggy. But the analytics and the and the way the game's played now, it's really taken away from some beautiful things. Like, nobody knows how to bunt anymore. Nobody knows how to do a lot of things on the field anymore. And like I said, the difference between baseball and football, basketball, hockey, those three sports are scripted. Baseball is not supposed to be scripted. Baseball is supposed to be spontaneous and unpredictable, like the 1986 World Series, right? The game mm. six, right? That's what mm-hmm. baseball is supposed to be about. So anyway, I just—it's—it's it's nauseating to watch, and I, I can only imagine the reaction from the from the fans when they come home and, and the fire boom chant and the fire cashman chant, and it's going to get ugly. So before it gets better, like as Walter Cabrera to me—he's not—he's not an amazing baseball player. He's hitting two hundred nine with a five eighty two on base percent. So what are you going to do with these guys? You keep him up here, Robbie. Thanks for the phone call, and you let him learn, and that's what they've decided to do. They're keeping him up here, and they—they're going to let him learn, and really. What they should do is is ultimately um, let's see them play second and short. All right, let's let's take a look because I mean, in numbers, yes, you're still in in the in the wild card race. But I mean, let's be honest, this offense is is not going to get you any runs. If you're having trouble scoring against the Angels, what are you doing against the elite playoff teams you're going to face in the postseason? What are you going to do? We saw what happened last year against Houston. It's going to be the same thing. This is an off-season fix for this baseball team offensively. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN.